My next guest is on the comeback trail in the MMA world. Coming off a big win at Octagon 36, he will next be fighting at Octagon 44 in Germany on June 17th. Joining me today is John the Hitman Hathaway. How are you doing today, sir? Very well, thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me on as well. Oh, I'm pumped that you're here, man. It's great to see you back. So you had a few years away, but you're just coming off a big win. How did it feel being back in there? It felt great, you know, obviously, uh, having an idea was like nine years out in total in the end and uh, being able to get back in and, and do kind of what I love to do is just uh, an absolute pleasure and an honor, you know, finding the show like Octagon as well, which is one of the top European ones to, to have me on. And again, they got some good guys in the world weight division, so hopefully we'll, we'll just get more good fights out this year. Yeah. Well, you're kind of being thrown into the deep end in all honesty, because Octagon is not messing around. They're one of the major organizations in Germany making huge moves in places like the Czech, uh, uh, Czechia, uh, uh, Germany, places like this. They're they're a great organization to be with, right? Oh, most certainly, you know, and obviously I fought Germany last time. I've managed to obviously get back into the Germany card this time as well. So obviously I like fighting in Germany. It's always good. But mm -hmm. yeah, they, they got Czech Republic. They fight all kind of like all over Europe. They got a Manchester card coming up as well in November, which will be amazing to get on again. Yeah, fight back in front of the, the UK crowd will be always great. But yeah, I mean, I'm stoked to be on it, really. Oh man, I'm stoked that you're on it too. Hey, so you're coming up fighting just a few days away here, June 17th. How's the weight feeling? How was training coming into this bout? Yeah, training's been been all good. Obviously, I'm stuck with injury free. Everything's good. Like I'm in about 82 kilos at the moment, so I'm kind of cruising light. So mm -hmm. it's that odd thing of like, <laughs> yeah, this this week it's like. Can't eat too much, but can't eat too little because I'll drop down too much. So it's kind of like just hovering really around, you know, trying not to be uh, too grumpy for the wife and kids and whatnot, but <laughs> be all good again. Get out. It's been, I mean, to be fair, the weather's been good here, so I can't kind of complain too much. You know, it's not, not troll and gray anymore. <laughs> And you gotta, I mean, you gotta take the winds, right? It's fairly nice weather. That's all we can say here. So I'm living just in Scotland, so I understand that, like, oh, when it's yeah. sunny, we gotta get out there, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So again, yeah, it's beautiful in Scotland when it's sunny, but yeah, the majority of the time, just like the UK, it is just grey and raining, basically. <laughs> and no, you are, he's a bit of a submission specialist, but you were competing right. in submission competitions for the last little while. I know you had a big win in Polaris and stuff like that. What can we expect in this fight? I mean, yeah, I, I generally feel like that is his strong point is his submission and his chain submission as well. Obviously, against Cosmo, he did a great job of, of going high and then going to the legs and kind of bounce back and forth. Obviously, yeah. the third round choke kind of, you almost feel like it was was, was done in and, and good, but obviously Cosmo's one tough dude and managed to get out of it. So, I mean, yeah, it'll be be piecing him up in the feet. Obviously, I've got kind of like a height and reach advantage. And again, it'll just be, I feel like I can submit him, he can submit me. But I mean, it'll be who's going to get their game off first and who can get to the more dominant position and kind of like start getting their stuff off. Absolutely. Do you think, so the last fight you won by uh, decision, do you think it was just kind of breaking off some rust or how did you feel in the last bout getting back in there? Did everything just feel like it should or did you did you see, feel a little bit of, feel a little rusty? Uh, no, I think felt like it should. Obviously, like for me, I got I think, like chest infection basically like three weeks out and end up having to go antibiotics. <laughs> like, you know, it's one of the ones where you're just like, Got a chance of actually like ah oh, well I'll see if it clears in a week and it kind of cleared didn't clear in a week and a half so you like go on antibiotics you're on a week week of antibiotics and it kind of was was better for the fight a couple of times I blessed my end up copying on him and stuff like that and I was like oh sorry like you know trying not to copy but I think there was a turning point in the fight where he basically stopped trying to just just stop trying to not lose basically you know mm -hmm. so it's that weird thing of like it makes it very hard to get a lot off when the guy's just doing everything he can not to let anything happen if that makes sense so but I mean yeah. It, it went well, obviously. I got the winner. It was, it was dominant and stuff like that. But obviously, it's always annoying that I didn't get the finish. But it's what it is. But June 17th. June yeah. 17th? June 17th. I'll be looking for it.
Absolutely, man. So how was the family's reaction for you saying, I'm going to get back in there? I'm getting back in the ring, getting back in the cage. Was everyone very supportive or was there a little bit of hesitation from people around you? Uh, I think, again, that they knew knew I could do it, obviously, with kind of like the way I am and stuff. And obviously after the, it was 100% probably after the surgery and, and kind of like how I perked back up after that, they were like, oh, okay, like, yeah, you're, you're, you're fine. Kind of like you're, you're yeah, to do this. Rather mm-hmm. than I imagine probably the years of where I was like just a, an ill person who was just the husk of a person was uh, they're probably, well, hopefully he'll get back into it. I mean, I guess they just like me, they, they stay positive and they'd always want to kind of like hope for me to be able to do it. But you never know until kind of it all comes around and it comes good. Well, yeah, but, well, Crohn's disease is, is no joke because my family is Italian. So like half of the families is naturally has Crohn's disease. So like it, it's a crazy thing of like, I don't know how you were competing in that time when your body actually wasn't picking up any nutrients from the food you were eating, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, Certainly, it helps with a bit of weight loss as well towards the end of it. But yeah, there's the hard thing of like finding the balance of them. Like the harder it gets in training, and the more you're kind of like uh, restrained on your on your diet, or kind of just had to eat certain things. Like you kind of get iller and iller towards the fight. So the closer to the fight you get, like almost the worse your body starts starts handling itself. You know, but yeah, I, I had I had good fights while I was on it, and, and bad fights while I was I, I had it as well. So I mean, you just take the good with the bad really sometimes your body just doesn't want to do what, what you want to do it man it's just your, your your attitude is so incredibly positive where does this come from like is this something that you have to build up or are you just naturally this positive uh, I, I feel like i've always been been like this really i mean yeah, you mm-hmm. just I, I love doing what what we do you know i i see i teach a fair bit now so i love teaching yeah. I've, I've seen a couple of my guys not necessarily compete and make funny enough I've, i have more grapplers under me rather than MMA guys but <laughs> I think that's that weird thing I think most people come in and they try MMA and then they're like oh like I'll just do like a, a couple of years of grappling and then I'll go back to MMA but I think grappling is just such a nice one where it's so easy and enjoyable for people to do they're not kind of getting beat up or anything like that in a session so they're just you can go full out on someone and then still be fine after it's so obviously be tired but not like oh it's going to be sore tomorrow I got black eyed I got to go to work or something you know so yeah, but oh, yeah, it's been enjoyable watching them compete and do their thing. So again, no no high level stuff. We're, we're probably like grassroots, just people doing it for the first time. So it's more enjoyable. We're... It's almost more enjoyable that way as well. Oh yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there, right? We'll get some high level yeah. grapplers out of the gym. It's pretty soon. It's coming, right? Certainly. I mean, again, if they, if they got the will for it and the enjoyment for it, like I don't see why not. Well, one interesting thing that I was talking about uh, with uh, I forget who. Anyway, um, but. I was kind of saying like striking sometimes feels like you're making it up as you go. Things feel a little bit like almost guesswork. Sometimes you really have to feint and do all the stuff, but grappling feels like you're following an order of operations. You know what I mean? You can, you don't have to be very fast. You don't have to be very strong. Cause you just like X leads to Y leads to, you know, a leads to, am I wrong on that? No, but certainly. And again, it's, it's kind of what I guess Dan and Gordon Ryan have started doing at Massey where they're like systemizing it, making yeah. the system out of it. You, you get, I can't remember this, but there are some cool companies that do like flow charts now, which are quite cool to look at. And you're just like, yeah, I mean, uh, you do this and there's two options for me. And then it just spreads out from there and you can just follow the line and you're going to get to where you want to go. You know, rather there's not, like I said, striking can be a, a bit chaotic because it's just the, the nature of it. Obviously, it's that hard thing of like, you get, you see two good boxes. So say we get some good boxes in the gym and you, you see two dudes doing boxing sometimes. It literally like, You've seen them shadow boxing in a warm up, and then they're in the the kind of round sparring round they're doing. Like they're doing stuff where they do in shadow, and it just looks kind of like super cool. And you're just like super sly, you know. Some of the slips, some of the pulls, the counters off of them are, can be done like that. But obviously, it's so much easier to do it in grappling. You know, like a novice can do it in grappling. 
rather than bless it. Like when you get a, a novice to do, like you're like, oh, just do some shadow boxing. It feels the most awkward thing in the world. You're like, uh, I'm just meant to punch like this, right? And you're like, yeah. But <laughs> you kind of go and get used to it and put some like, you know, vim into it or kind of like feel natural or make it look natural, you know? Well, it's a really interesting thing. I think like humans, because I, I still remember like my first few boxing classes where you, you throw an uppercut that starts at your knees and people are like, dude, you got it. You just, you just fix this. But like striking almost isn't natural to the human body. Whereas like grappling, as soon as you start wrestling, you're right. just like, oh, I kind of know what's going on here. My body kind of recognizes this. Like, it, am I crazy here? Or it, you know no, what I mean? No, I'm I mean, you you put like a, I mean, I grew up with two other brothers, but you took two boys together and they'll wrestle just naturally and be actually yeah. going through positions even not knowing what they are rather than very rarely you're going to find them that they're they're taking a good high guard they're throwing a good jab they're putting their their hip into their cross and stuff like that. it just mm -hmm. doesn't doesn't naturally come i mean if, if people do strike it's like a crazy windmill they touch each other and the minute people touch each other you always have that thing of like they're just like magnets they just start grappling that's just what naturally happens it, it, yeah, it, it's just it's just a crazy thing. But yeah, we're gonna see some high level grappling upcoming here. Uh, looking forward to the match. So, what do you want next after? Let's say you get the finish, everything's looking ideal. Do you want a title shot right away, or do you feel like you you need to want another fight in there? Uh, I mean, I'll be fine for title shot. Obviously, they're running a tournament at the moment, which uh, me and Lucas, yeah. my opponent, are the kind of replacement for. So, ideally, I'd, I'd get in the tournament. It was annoying. I was, I was meant to be in the tournament at the beginning, got injured at the beginning of the year, so. I had to put it like that. And it's always one of the things, again, coming from like early day of the maze, the tournament scene was always just like the thing I wanted to be on. So to not be on it was obviously devastating. But I remember watching like old Valley to No tournaments in like Brazil or the old Pride tournaments were always great. I remember Mark Kerr fighting like three, four people on a night. It was just super cool. It would have been something like, even if it was like more than one fight on a night, it would still be like super cool to, to get into it, do. Oh man, the the tournaments like the one night tournaments, the storylines we got out of it. Like right. I, I still talk about Shogun's two thousand five run, yeah. Vanderlei's two thousand three run. Go ahead, talk us on this. I mean, yeah, it was either just incredible, incredible runs, you know. So just that, uh, yeah, just like just so much more exciting almost about it being like tournament. Instead, I know in like the, the Pride ones on those ones, they like, like you'd have like one or two fights, and then like you'd have two fights on the last show. You know, it's a bit like. I mean, I always remember again watching it. He was on Eurosports, like watching the, the K1 ones, and it's the same thing. But I mean, they were literally like all the fights on one night normally, or they'd have like a first round, and then you'd yeah. have like two to three fights on one night. But it's just, they're just, just super cool. Like it was oh, Ernesto Hoost, I remember watching against Bob Sapp. He lost against Bob Sapp, <laughs> but beat him up so bad that Bob Sapp just couldn't continue. And then he took Bob Sapp's place and then won it. And you're just like, oh, yeah, it's a storyline for you. It's like, man, it's just incredible, right? those early 2000 days where you get storylines like that of Ernesto, uh, yeah, Ernesto who's losing and then winning the tournament that same night. What were these guys made of back then? You know what I mean? This stuff is insane. Uh, just incredible. And obviously, yeah, he's just one of the best of the world. Obviously, again, I always think of like Bob Sapp was just so tough in his early days of just, he was just incredible just because you couldn't, I mean, you didn't have a training partner like that. You didn't, you've never come up against something like that. And then again, like he, he fought smart in his first couple of fights of like, right, I, this is what I need to do, rather I think towards the end, I mean, he was more in it for, for paydays towards the end, but like, uh, yeah. he started being like, oh, I'll, I'll try to be a stand-up guy. And it's like, no, you just you need to just pile in, push him into the corner, start wailing on him. I mean, again, his fight with Noguera actually in Pride was just one yeah. of the fantastic ones. That early one was just insane. I mean, Noguera take just the pounding he took and then obviously gets the armor at the end. It's just, uh, <laughs> it's what I grew up watching. So it was just like, I, I love, love seeing it. But he's opened the match with a pile driver. What yeah. the hell? This was insane. <laughs> was like, no, just like, no. I mean, I can understand his thought process. Like, oh, I'll just shoot. And then he can't, like, do something to me. And it turns out, yeah, he can. He'll just pick you up <laughs> and just slam you on your head. And you're just like, 
the lawless MMA as well. It wasn't like, uh, you know, probably nowadays they'd be like, oh, you can't do that. There's Spike or something like that. But yeah, back in the day where they're just like, it doesn't matter. We'll, we'll have this match where there's like 120 or 150 pounds difference between these two people. So, oh, man, I, you know what's funny? I don't know if people recognize, like, you and I know it because we were kind of around then. We were young guys then. <laughs> Pride and K1 had a little bit of like, magic behind it because now we have a dream existed and then ryzen existed longer than pride and k1 ever did and it just hasn't had the same or k1 i guess is still around and even then it still hasn't captured that same like imagination that same amazing thing there was just something amazing about pride and k1 right oh but sunny again like with the, the commentary as well for the europeans at bass and steven quadro there was mm-hmm. yeah it, there was just i feel like i would always feel like pride would be a uh, be my top show it was always the one i, I loved the most kind of thing i think just because it had that kind of like larger than life feel like even just from like the entrances and everything else they had kind of going on was just yeah it was just larger than life it was just amazing and it still carries over to today and, and now right. uh, with the tip sport tournament that the octagon is doing what's crazy about it is it's, i believe it's a one-year tournament but yeah. is one million euros is on the line can you tell us a little bit more about the the, the big grand prix that they're hosting yeah, I mean, it, obviously, it's fantastic. Obviously, yeah, it's kind of split between everyone, but obviously, each round you kind of get through the the pay gets higher and higher and higher. And uh, yeah, it, again, it's just be something worth going in. Obviously, they've got arguably the best kind of like European welterweight roster as well. So it literally is all the best people from Europe in it. You know, and obviously there was a, a great submission uh, on the last one. I can't remember the actual guy's name, but it was a, a cool um, open plaster as well. Which again, you don't normally see those kind of finishes. Like he rolled through from kind of almost like a back crucifix caught mm-hmm. the leg and finished on plaza so it's something you don't normally see it in make because own plaza are generally a good good setup sweep one but it's, it's hard to get the finish on it you know so i mean yeah some real good guys are- yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it. I'll put all the links down below for where people can find the Octagon action. Everything will be down below. Uh, but let, let's round you out as a person, just getting to know you, some some odds and ends here. I know you were a Tool fan back in the day. Are you still kind of listening to Tool now? Uh, yeah, a little bit. What did you think of their newer album? It was a long wait in between albums, and most hardcore fans were a little let down. What were your feelings on the newer stuff? Uh, it was okay. Again, I'm always I'm just a sucker for like old school stuff, a bit like we're fighting and stuff like that. So it's like I generally just just stick to to old stuff. Obviously, I'm always listening just to the old music when I'm either training and stuff. Obviously, it's super eclectic. So I probably imagine the people training in, in the gym are always like, oh god, like what has he got on the kind of thing? But Do you like play a, lateralist and just like no, it, it does two and then four and then you guys got to listen to this song. Guys, stop, 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 just listen to it. Right? So, I mean, uh, I'll, I'll enjoy it. That's the main thing. Right? <laughs> and now what about video? Yeah, they'll love it. You know, they love to love it. Oh, that's awesome stuff. And what about video games? Did you grow up playing video games at all? Yeah, a, a fair bit and stuff. I obviously was, I think Sega Mega Drive is what, what I had originally and stuff. Uh, but again, like, I had Total Brothers, so kind of we always played it. I'm more like, I guess, into PC gaming now. So I, I like kind of like the uh, historical kind of Total War franchises. Oh. I know there's a Starship Troopers extermination game, which I just saw I think, last week coming out. It's like pre-alpha, but obviously Starship Troopers is just a fantastic, fantastic movie of just like satire and just enjoyment. And that just looks like a good fast-paced shooter, so I will probably pick that up after the, oh. the kind of fight. Or if I get bored this week, I may well pick it up this week as well. Oh man, I love it! The Total War games were so good back in the day. The Rome right. game was great, and right. I believe they're 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 matching now with Warhammer. People have said like this yeah, is this yeah, is they, it. They got some Warhammer ones. I mean, it's it's hard because I've played them and stuff, and they they are really decent games. But it kind of takes it almost like a, a more like hero hammer style one because obviously your general is like now a, a dude, and he's got like. Mm mounts and legendary weapons and this and the other say super tough you can send that guy into like units of people rather than like 
I when you play it for a little bit, you're like, oh, it's really good. But I almost miss like just straight uh, the historical one where like your general's part of a squad and like I don't know. It's, it's like about the historical ones coming out. Obviously, I think the the next one's going to be Pharaoh, so it'll be interesting to uh to get on that. I think that's October. It's coming out. Well, yeah, with 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 RTS games, I'm not sure if, and I know people might criticize me for this because the gaming community is sometimes not chill about things. But yeah. I don't know if I like the hero system. Like when we did like warcraft 3 to starcraft 2 i was like oh yeah this is this is better because we got rid of the heroes now we're just yeah. back into playing the game it's like am i wrong here no no it's gonna i kind of always enjoyed like the starcraft and warcraft games and stuff i obviously world warcraft was a complete different step and wrong one but like they were enjoyable and i yeah it was, it was good i mean starcraft 2 was like, i sucked a lot of time into that i remember oddly pre-ordering starcraft 1 i remember when that came out and uh oh. got on that and stuff so and then obviously getting the brood war expansion when i came out so oh. there were games there were games i loved obviously i think i yep. I've never been good at playing online though. Anytime I've tried to play online, I just get like obliterated. I'm like, well, this is this is nothing like playing the game normally. But but here's the thing: the the online StarCraft, I suck too. But the the use map settings, there was like turret defense and sunken defense. There was a lot of fun stuff where, like, for a young guy, we could just waste an entire weekend playing games on StarCraft. Build your own maps and stuff. I remember spending a a fair bit of time in like a map editor. I don't think I ever played it, but I was just like, oh, this is so like this is so much to do with. Like, I think the the mod game nowadays is just crazy. Actually, obviously, I play um, a bit of Mountain Blade as well with some friends, and like the mod game for that's just intense. Like, um. Yeah, Steam's quite an accessible kind of platform to be able to put mods on as well, just easily download them rather than obviously back in the day, it was like finding weird sites to get mods off what people have made. Obviously now it's a lot more kind of accessible to kind of like change the game and get it the way you like as well. Kids don't know how good they have it. Like we have to open up. We didn't know if we were going to break the family computer or if it was going to (laughs) work. Now on Steam, you just hit the little plus sign and your mod is good to go. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, I'm downloading something. I don't, I'm not going to tell mom or dad because I don't know what, <laughs> what this is going to happen. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, people are going to go good nowadays. You know, and, yeah, that's the same on, like, I guess on the MA scene of, like, just having YouTube as a as a reference source to be able to look at yeah. techniques or, or moves is just insane. Obviously, like, you see a, a move in the UFC or on a, a grappling contest, you're like, you quick search of it and you'll be able to find basically someone teaching it online rather than I think back in our day, it was more like you had gyms that had, like, secret techniques to a certain extent they're like oh you can't show anyone uh not part of this gym the technique because you know no one knows about it yet you're like well then nowadays it's like it's, it's open source basically everyone knows about everything which is good i think it's better 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 inside oh yeah, yeah yeah no it's it's been a it's been a quite a shift in the in the grappling world in terms of their attitude in the last little while which is great to see but okay let's 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 get you out of here and last couple of questions here what advice would you give to other people who are maybe now looking up to you as they are just starting the sport what advice would you pass on to them Again, find a local gym, start training. Obviously, you've got, like we've just said, there's so much information out now on a kind of YouTube. I mean, the, the thing I'm, I'm probably having with, with my students is is find something and kind of like stick with being like, okay, like I, I want to get good in this position rather than like my friend Amos, he's always like sees the next kind of thing on Instagram and he's like, oh my God, this is so cool. And like, to be fair, he's got a damn good buggy trip now from, from this, but as well, like he's a little bit like going across too many techniques rather than just like sharpening what he uh he's got and what he can do well you know but yeah yeah, just just stick with it find things that kind of work for you and your body type watch Mm -hmm. people i mean i always used to watching people who basically i I considered how i wanted to fight or i feel like i could fight like them and then Mm -hmm. mimicking them and kind of copying them and going through kind of what they do best and and finding and finding it work well for me as well because it's how i wanted to compete on it hey absolutely absolutely and now looking into the future a little bit five years from now ten years from now where do you see yourself how do you see yourself in the sport uh, I mean, probably 
happy and retired in five or ten years. You know, I'll be boys something or else. But I mean, yeah, just enjoying life and uh, having a good family and friends around me. Absolutely. Last word goes to you, sir. Shout out who you need to shout out. Thank who you need to thank. Plug whatever you need to plug. Last word goes to you, sir. Perfect. I mean, Time for Nutrition's always been a great one. Track Nutrition's always helped me as well make weights. So Time for is always the supplement side. Uh, Scramble official gear, always good to have good training gear. And then uh, the scar wound, which again has helped kind of like it's a scar massage sword. It's, it's helped me kind of be able to get back to being able to moving and, and doing stuff well. So obviously scar tissue can kind of restrict a lot of things and it's good to kind of get over that and, uh, and get back to normal. Hey, thanks so much for your time and best of luck this week, sir. Thank you ever so much, man. I'll catch you soon, bro. Absolutely, man.